to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rhema Word of Faith, the Word Church. We, we're talking about the keys to the kingdom, and the key we're looking at this week is the key of perseverance. And we looked yesterday at James chapter 1, beginning of verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And we hear the word perseverance, and sometimes we're not that fond of the word perseverance because it almost always involves a trial. If if somebody from Publishers Clearinghouse went to your house and said, you're the new winner of $100 million, your family wouldn't say, persevere. You know, they would try to get through it. So perseverance is a word that we're not always that fond of because we know that it almost always involves some sort of trial, some sort of issue. And here James says, you know, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. I want to assure everyone, if you're going through a trial now, you've been through a trial in the past, you are not unique. Everybody goes through troubles. Everybody goes through trials. Everybody goes through adversity. Sometimes the devil likes to come and make us think that we've got it worse than everybody. Nobody understands us. You need to know that if you're going through trials, if you're going through adversity, you are not unique. Everybody goes through those times. We've all had bad times. Maybe it was an illness. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you lost your savings. I know some people in the last downturn in the economy lost all kinds of things, lost their home, lost their job, lost their 401k. They lost lost everything they had. Maybe you had a relationship that went bad. It's easy to become negative and lose your love and your enthusiasm for life. It's just another day. It's just another day that I've got to get through. It's just another crummy day, but hopefully I'll be able to get through it. I was talking to my daughter, who's a teacher, and she was with some special needs kids, and they were so excited about being in this classroom. They were so excited about being in school, and she said, you know, that it was so different than my normal students, because my normal students are like, oh man, we we gotta go to school. And these kids were just so excited about being there. Look at a child. Look how excited they are about life. They don't want to go to bed at night. They don't want to take a nap. They want to get up as early as possible. Everything is new. Everything's exciting. Look at that flower. Look at this. Look at that. 
If you ever go for a walk in the park with a kid, a little kid, everything is, look at this, look at this, look at this, see that? And they're just excited about everything. And we're going along and it's like, yeah, 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 it's just another day. We have got to rekindle that love and that enthusiasm for life. Don't live in the past. Don't focus on the things that have happened to you, but instead focus on God. And I just want to encourage you in the fact that you're going to face trials. You're going to have these things happen. The question now is, what is our response? Do we consider it pure joy or do we consider it as, why did God do this to me? And we, each of us, in the day-to-day life that we have, will face trials, will face issues, will face adversity. The question is, how are we going to respond to it? Amen. And again, as maturing believers, we should respond as our Constitution, uh, in, I mean, instructs us to. And our Constitution is the Bible. <laughs> Basic instructions before leaving earth. That's the Bible. So anyway, as you were speaking, again, these scriptures were just jumping out to me. Uh, back to James. He says, count it all joy. Well, that's we're talking about the keys of the kingdom. And the keys are those keys for success that unlock or lock things up. So he says, Jesus, I'm going to give you these keys. And here, the keys is found in his word, in the promises. And the keys are essentially the commands, the commands of God. But they're commands with a promise. It's just not you just do this. and No, there's a promise connected to the commands. So in James, he tells you, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. That's the key right there. It's really simple. We just make this hard. Count it all joy. He says, knowing that it's a testing of your faith, but let which produces patience or endurance or perseverance. He said, but let that patience, that endurance, that per- perseverance have its perfect work, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. That just told me I'm going to make it through it. He says you're going to be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If you break the word nothing down, it means no thing. That's the promise. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Is the evidence? Faith is in God's word. He just gave me his word that I'll be la- I'll be. Perfect, complete, and lack of nothing. That's substance of things what I'm hoping for when I'm going through it. And and the evidence of what he just said is back to his word. I got God's word on it. And the scripture said, let God be true and every man be a lie. And that's one thing God can't do is lie. And then if you come over here to First Peter 4.12, look. And you said it earlier. People think it's strange. He said, here's another key. First Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Beloved. Do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Now he gives you the key in verse 13, but rejoice. That's the key. Rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering, that that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. His glory is going to be revealed in you. And then he tells you in verse 14, if you are reproached for the name of Christ, Blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and God rest upon you. So there you go. There's those promises. But you have to do what he told you to do. He says rejoice. Why am I going to rejoice? Well, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. So if I rejoice in the Lord and meditate and focus on what he said and then do what he says, that's going to bring me joy. I'm going to make it through. And a lot of us aren't doing that. We're focusing on the problem, the fact, instead of the promise. And the promise is the truth of God's word. Well, you so, know, you, 
You said there is why should why should I rejoice? You know, James when he says here, consider it pure joy, he doesn't he isn't saying that because he's a masochist. He isn't saying that because he wants bad things to happen. Why does he say that we should rejoice? Because it is developing our faith. It right. is making us complete. It is making us <laughs> mature. So when we have something happen to us, the reason why I can consider it pure joy when something happens is because I know it is building my faith. I know it is making me more complete. It is not a bad thing for me. It will eventually be a good thing for me because it will be making me more complete. Every adversity you have is making you stronger. Well, and Jesus said it. See, we got to take God at his word again. And Jesus' name is in Revelation says he shall be called the word. He said in this world. You will have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And then the scripture says, this is the victory that's overcome the world, our faith. Again, back to our faith in God and God and his word are one. So if God says, do this in the midst of your trial, your tribulation, if he says, persevere and have patience and some endurance, okay, I got to go ahead and do that. If I want to lose weight and I get a gym membership and I get a personal trainer, I can't go in there and tell him what I want to do. He's the personal trainer. He's the professional. I have to listen to him and take his instruction and let him train me to get to where I desire. And then once he tells you, you got to do it. I you did. can't just I can't. say, you know, that sounds good. I'm going home and eating bonbons. Right, right, right. No, no, you got to actually do it. So that's what he's saying. Scripture says don't just be here a hero of the word only, but be a doer. So now we have to go ahead and do these things. And now these things that God tells us to do, a lot of times it don't make sense to your natural mind because your natural mind is not renewed yet. And a lot but, of it is are things that we didn't well, want to happen. Well, yeah, and, and we're not renewed. That's why the scriptures say don't be conformed to this world. The world, you said something about children, they believe anything because they haven't been conformed to the world right. yet. Right. That's why we got to give them the word early because we've already been conformed and we had all this television and all this programming already by the time we get saved. And some of us, as we're saved, we're still listening to television and all this other programming instead of being reprogrammed by the word of God. That's why he says, meditate on it. How often? Day and night. That's what's going to transform what you believe. Once you start meditating on God's word day and night and actually start doing it, it's going to transform you. You're going to think differently. Actually, God's desire is you start thinking like Christ. Scripture says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Since, since you was raised with him, seek those things where he is. Seek those things above where he is. So that's where God wants to get us. He doesn't want us to be tossed and fro like little kids. He wants our faith to continue to grow and develop. And it's only going to do that as we exercise it, as we actually do what he told us to do, which don't make sense to the natural mind, but it's spirit. And we, when we get born again, we get a new spirit. So we got to be led by the spirit. And the spirit loves the word of God. So once we do that, so if you're going through stuff, per, employ some perseverance. Persevere through it. And as you're doing it, the scripture says, run with endurance or perseverance. The, uh, run with endurance, the such and such, the race that's set before you, looking Unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And I used to think, looking unto Jesus, I'm visualizing this big dude in the clouds, relaxing. No, looking unto Jesus in Revelation says, Jesus, his name, shall, he shall be called the word of God. So looking unto the word of God, which is the author and the finisher of my faith. So as I'm going persevering, I got to be meditating on the word. I can't be meditating on the problem. 
Because whatever I meditate on is going to get bigger. I'm going to move in that direction. So if I'm meditating on the word of God, and I'm talking about by his stripes I'm healed, if I'm constantly meditating on that and start speaking that, another key to the kingdom is speaking it, I'm going to move in that direction. And that's just how it, we operate in the kingdom. You got to speak it and you got to meditate on it and you'll go that direction. Nothing happens by accident. I, I tell people all the time, there's no such thing as accident. There's no such thing as chance. Nothing happens to us by accident. And we're, and Paul writes to the Romans. He says that God works all things together for the good for those who love him. He knew you was going to go through it. it, now, here, it and here's, here's what's interesting. He says he works all things to the good for those who love him. Not to he the bad. But he doesn't say all things are good. Right. right. But he works. He them. says... So no matter how bad that thing is, Praise the Lord. he will work it to the good. See, it'd be one thing if God, if Paul had written, God's only going to have good things happen to you, and so it'll all be for the good. No, he says he works all things to the good. So some of the things that are going to happen to us are going to be bad, but God is going to work them for good. Sometimes you're going to be uncomfortable. Sometimes there's going to be things happen. Sometimes things might take longer than you thought they would take. That's why you got to persevere. That's why we got to keep our faith. Mm-hmm. See, faith is that first key. You know, we talked about faith is that first key. And faith and perseverance to me go hand in hand. Because no. <laughs> all those keys do. Sometimes we, we are uncomfortable. Sometimes things are bad that happen to us. Sometimes things, as I said before, take longer than we think they should take. I've known people that were sick with cancer, and it took months for them to be healed. And they they kind of wanted it to be like the first day or the first process. And so sometimes things take longer. Sometimes our relationships have gotten to a point where they're so bad that it takes time for those to be repaired. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it takes longer than we thought it would take. You know, I think of Abraham in the Bible. You know, it took longer than he and his wife Sarah thought that it was going to take. They get Hagar involved. Sometimes these things take time. In all of that, we need to keep our faith. Well, we got to remember, too, the Scripture says, as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest shall never cease. And we understand that. Biblically, the seed is the word of God. That's one form of seed. But there's always in life, that's the life process. There's a seed and there's going to be a time. That's the process. That's where you need to persevere and have patience. And then there's time. I think in the New Testament, it talks about see how the farmer, he waits patiently for the harvest. The farmer don't be like, okay, I planted these seeds yesterday. Come on, come on, crops. No, he knows what he has to do because he actually knows when harvest season is. He knows harvest season is not next month after he planted it. See, yeah, and and, you know what you're talking about there just brought to my mind Ecclesiastes. There's a time for planting, a time for harvesting, a time for. And he said there's a time for laughing and crying too. Sometimes, and people forget that wasn't something the doors made up in a cute song. That's actually God's word that they borrowed. Right, right, right. And we have to remember yesterday we talked about uh, Abraham, but we also referenced Joseph. Joseph had to persevere. It didn't happen for him just like that. He didn't go from the pit to the palace in two days. That was a process. But back to the scripture that you referenced, God makes all things work together for the good 
He, he does. He'll Yes, it could be a bad situation, but he'll make it good. And as we were speaking, I was thinking of Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. Well, Daniel had to go in the lion's den. Question. He had to go. He had to persevere and get persecuted and go through that trial. But did the lions eat him? No. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to go in the fiery furnace. They had to go in the furnace of affliction. But did they get burned? No. Us. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. But he said, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer means count it all joy. He said, I've overcome the world. And since you were connected to me now, since you've been purchased with my precious blood, you're going to get through it too. Just keep looking unto me. Run that race with endurance. Looking, keep looking at me and what I said, and that's going to get you through it. Because here's the deal. The word of God endures forever. Scripture says God watches over his word to perform it. Because when you, So when you do what he told you to do, he's obligated because he says his word is on the line. He's not a man that he should lie like some of us. We'll tell a lie. I don't know if I can believe you or not, but I better have faith in God. I can believe God. Some of our friends and relatives, they can say something and we put a little doubt on it. But when God says something, the scripture says he's not a man that he should lie. And it says there's only one thing that he cannot do, and that's lie. And that's why he says, have faith in me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and all your way. Lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. So I'm going to acknowledge him what he said in his word. He's counted all joy. Okay, I'm going to count it all joy. I'm going through a trial, a tribulation, some persecution right now. But guess what I'm doing, Richard? I'm counting it all joy. You don't see me coming in here like, what was that character on the Flintstones? Wowsy, wowsy, woo, woo, slip rock. Yeah, I don't come in like that. I count it all joy because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And the Bible says, be strengthened with all might according to his glory. He'll strengthen you with all might. That's as you do the word. So he's, he's going to watch over his word. So he knows who's doing his word and who's not. So if you're not getting the results of the word, that tells me you're not doing it. And perseverance is one of those keys to the kingdom. And you have to use that key. See, we need to keep our faith because God is going to use all these things to make you more mature. So some of these <laughs> things are good. Some of them are bad, but he's going to use them all. So so I always tell people, we need to shake off our self-pity. You know how easy it is to have a pity party. And Man, woe really? is me. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus kind of thing, you know? And Organ recital. And then we have bitterness, and we're, we're mad. We, we've been hurt by people. We're angry. we got all these things working. Maybe you're, you're suffering some sort of financial problem or a health issue or a relationship issue or issues with your past. I know people that have been mad at people for more years than they can remember even why they were mad at them. But they just know they're still mad at them. Is that the Hatfields and McCoys? You know, <laughs> in all of those things, we need to stay in faith. I said yesterday, you know, we talked a little bit yesterday about these things are not happening to you. They're happening for you. I tried to explain that to a, a relative of mine last night. Why is God letting this happen to me? And I, I kept saying, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. God uses things in our life, even things that we don't like, even things that we think are bad, God uses and, for good. And here's another deal. Sometimes we permit things to happen to us by, you know, our eating habits or, or lack of our eating habits or no exercising. We open the door to a lot of things, and then we want to go out and say, God, why did you let this happen to me? He said, no, I tried to I put somebody in your life to tell you about healthy eating, Another sister in Christ, one of my spiritual parents, Betty Price, Fred Price's wife, good lady, 
never drank, never smoked, never did none of that, grew up in the church, and all of a sudden she came down with cancer. And she's like, I know the word of God. I'm preaching faith and blah, blah, blah. How did I get cancer? She went to the doctor. She did everything in the natural, went to the doctor. And, you know, a good doctor going to ask you some stuff about yourself. He's going to ask you family history and blah, 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 and about certain habits. And she revealed to him, I don't drink water. All I drink is coffee all day. That's the only liquid I get is coffee. I've been doing it for years. Okay. that's how. And the doctor revealed to her, that's how the disease of cancer got in. You need Your body needs water. You can't just drink sodas and coffee constantly. You got to drink some water to cleanse your system. And she found, and then she, another thing, she said she grew up in the South. They're used to eating hog malls and fat back. And that's the way she used to cook, you know, greens and collard and all that soul food. And she, she didn't eat no fruits and vegetables. Another way she let, she opened the door for the Satan. So a lot of people want to blame God, but God says, and he made that work together for the good because she learned how to eat healthy and cook healthy and drink water. And she still did what she needed to do in natural because she went to chemo, but she stood on the word. And now she, she's healed, gone. Yeah, that's a testimony for somebody. But that's that's how God works. You got to use the super and the natural. You know, people get healed all the time. Yes. It's amazing to me, and I, I see this, and I I just cringe, and I want to ask people, why do you do it? I, I've seen people actually go up to a friend, go up to a relative, go up to somebody they know who's just been diagnosed, say, with cancer. And the first words out of their mouth is, man, my mother had that, and she was just miserable before she died. Now, do you think that a person with cancer really needs to hear that? No, we should be encouraging. a heart problem or a person with any kind of problem. Boy, I know somebody that had that, and it was bad. And, man, they were just miserable, and they were just in a lot of pain. And, now, oh, man, this is just going to be terrible for you. That's not what people need to hear, especially from believers. We as believers, when we know somebody that ha- has an issue, we need to be the people in their life that come to them and say, God is bigger than this. Well, the scripture this says- is big. The doctor says it's big. But God is bigger than this. And the scripture says this is the word of faith which we preach or speak. We should be speaking to people, especially in a situation like that, where they've been stricken by a disease or something. We should be speaking faith-filled positive words. And the scripture says faith is the substance of things hoped for. We need to be giving them some things to hope for, which comes out of the word of God. By his scripture, heal. God can heal you. That's what people need to hear doing any trial or tribulation or persecution, they need to hear something positive, not something negative. Oh, it's going to be all bad from here on out. No, give them some hope. Because the Bible says that a plant, if it's dying, just a little drop of water will revive it because it gives some hope. So you have to, we have to pour hope, speak hope into people's lives. And with that, we got to stick to the script too, perseverance. You got to persevere, meaning you got to stand on the word of God. In those times of trials and tribulations, you got to keep looking unto what he said in his word and persevere because the devil wants to push you off that mountain. Scripture says in uh, Ephesians, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It says keep on the whole armor because when your day of evil comes. So everybody's going to get some days or a day of evil. It's coming. If well, you ain't we're all going to have yet, a trial. You're going to have it. More than one usually. So isn't it? Wise to be ready for the trial spiritually. See, you know, you read the scripture earlier. We referenced it earlier. It, 
when we face trials, we are not facing a unique situation. It is not unique to me or you or anyone else when they face a trial. It's Richard, not like, I want to wow, say I'm this. the only person going I want to say this. It ain't unique to the Father God either. Right. He's all-knowing. He know everybody's... Um, Right. I mean, and it ain't like he can't handle it either. Oh, he's like, oh, heaven, this one's too big for me. Right. He's not saying that. See, and, and, and I guess to go back to what we're talking about, perseverance. Now, I face a trial, whoever a person might be. I'm facing a trial. I'm facing an issue. Now I have a choice. I can just give up. I can believe my own sinful nature, which says this is too big for God. I can believe the devil when he comes to me and says this is too big for God. There's no hope for this. You're on the way out or there's no way these finances can be fixed. There's no way this relationship can be fixed. It's just too bad. It's too far gone. It's just too out of hand. I can believe that, or I can believe God when he says that all things are possible, that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I can believe him that nothing is bigger than he is, or I can believe the devil and my own sinful nature that, wow, maybe this is too hard. Maybe this is too late. No, in our perseverance, in our and this is where, once again, faith plays such a big part in perseverance. Do I believe God or not? You know, I, I we've talked before. I, I know a couple people. You'll talk to them about these things, and they'll say, yes, I know the Bible says that, but, but. <laughs> but this is why, in my particular situation, I don't think it's going to work. Yes, I know the Bible says this, but... but. I I just think in this situation well, see, it won't and work. And that's what they're saying. But the circumstances says this. But the fact says this. But the scripture says faith is the substance of things hoped for. Substance equates to the reality of things hoped for. And and it's Jesus said, have faith in God. Again, God and his word are one. So if God said, by his stripes you are healed, if he says he's redeemed you from the curse, if he said he's the great physician, then you need to go in the Gospels or throughout the Bible and look at every place where God or Jesus healed or healing took place. You need to get Drake Travis's book, Voice Activated, The Power to Heal. You need to start reading something or exposing your stuff, self to some things concerning healing if that's your issue. If it's finances, get in the Word, get a promise on finances. Start meditating it, start declaring it, and God's going to watch over his Word. But you got to persevere because as soon as you say, I believe, I receive... That's when the fight starts. That's when the devil going to throw everything at you and the kitchen sink. Well, see, and here's the thing. And it doesn't matter what the issue is. It doesn't matter if it's finance. It doesn't matter if it's health. It doesn't matter whatever. It is. God says, my grace is sufficient for you. So, I got you. So we mm-hmm. as believers have got to come back to the realization that God's grace is sufficient for us. Amen. 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 And that's going to do it for this episode of Faith on Fire. And we just want to remind you as you just go through this week. Oh. Actually, you forgot to say, you know we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of word. So keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.